Today is Thursday, March 3rd, 2022. My name is Frank Kraft, and you are listening to Simple Rhythms. Simple Rhythms is a daily podcast designed to give us a simple and steady diet of God's Word and to help us all be better prepared to receive God's Word on Sunday morning. Today's text comes from Leviticus chapter 16, verses 29 through 31. The Word of the Lord says this, And it shall be a statute to you forever, that in the seventh month, on the tenth day of the month, you shall afflict yourselves and shall do no work, neither the native or the stranger who sojourns among you. For on this day shall atonement be made for you to cleanse you. You shall be clean before the Lord from all your sins. It is a Sabbath of solemn rest to you, and you shall afflict yourselves. It is a statute forever. So this week we're talking about the Day of Atonement. And with these three passages, we're specifically talking about two characteristics of what the Israelites were expected to do during this Day of Atonement and then how it applies to us today under the New Covenant. So right here on the, in the first verse, we see him say this is going to be a statute to you forever and that it's going to happen on the seventh month, on the tenth day of the month. And then he says two things, that you shall do two things. The first is to afflict yourself. And the second is, and shall do no work. And this is actually repeated twice. It's repeated once in uh, verse 29, and then a second time in verses 31, kind of as a summary where it says, it is a Sabbath of solemn rest to you, and you shall afflict yourselves. And so these two phrases, afflict yourself and shall do no work, point to two things. One is having a Sabbath, which is rest, and the second is fasting. Now, it's important to note that this is actually the only day of fasting that is instituted in the entire Mosaic Law. In all of the holidays and all the festivals, this is the only day where uh, the Israelites were expressly commanded to fast. And just as a fun little reminder is that fasting is a spiritual discipline. It's one of the means of grace that God has established, not just for the Israelites, but also for us today, for us to quote unquote afflict ourselves, which is for us to abstain from food and to abstain from certain pleasures and even certain uh, physical needs that we may have for the sake of um, recalibrating or exercising our will on our body, but also on our spirit to recognize a couple things. So one is simply our need for God. You know, Jesus says that man shall not live on bread alone, but by every word that comes out of the mouth of God. And so we have greater needs than just spiritual needs. I mean, sorry, we have greater needs than just physical needs. We have spiritual needs. We have emotional needs. We have, you know, we have different parts of us that we can spend parts of time and energy in our will to think about and focus on when we practice the spiritual discipline of fasting. Um, It's also fun to notice that this word afflict yourselves, this word afflict in the Hebrew is actually the exact same word that um, is used to describe what the Egyptians did to the Israelites while they were in slavery. And so what that is, is that fasting is actually a picture of the Israelites reminding themselves of what God has brought them out of, uh, that God has brought them to a land flowing with milk and honey, and that God has given us so, uh, God has given the Israelites so much blessing and security and all these things. And fasting is a, a reminder to them it, when they're commanded to do it, that they were afflicted, but that God rescued them them out of it. In the same way for us, under the new uh, on, under the new covenant, it takes a little bit of a different you know um, spin on it. One, we are 
uh, we were before Christ enslaved to sin. Um, but it's also uh, another aspect of us fasting is we're reminded of our, our depravity, of our desperate need for God, that we need God more than we need food. And then the flip side of that is that, you know, you don't know what you've got till it's gone uh, kind of thing where you appreciate and are thankful for the simple pleasures of life, whether that be food, whether that be desserts, whether that be, uh, you know, social media, internet, uh, you know, entertainment, whether that be sports, whatever it is, when you fast from it for a period of time to the, uh, to devote yourself to the Lord, to devote yourself to spiritual things, uh, when you return to those other things that you are fasting from, uh, there is a renewed sense of gratefulness and thanksgiving. And I think that that's a part of why God has the Israelites afflict themselves or fast during this day of atonement. And it's also why we under the new covenant, you know, Jesus, when instructing his disciples in fasting, he didn't say, oh, and if you ever decide to fast, he said, when you fast, you will not fast like the Pharisees and Sadducees. You know, we, we are expected by Jesus to fast. And it's because, again, it's that means of grace. It's one of the means of grace that God has given us to be able to exercise and live out our sanctification and the salvation that we have in Christ. So, that's the first is afflict yourselves. The second is shall, shall do no work. Another way to, uh, you know, uh, you know, say that is Sabbath rest. And that's actually what he says in verse 31. He says, it's a Sabbath of solemn rest. And this aspect of rest is actually something that's carried out in Hebrews 4. So in Hebrews 4, 8, and really the whole chapter of Hebrews 4, at least uh, verses 1 uh, all the way to verses 13, uh, the writer of Hebrews is actually kind of um, building out this idea of rest uh, in the old covenant and how Christ has fulfilled this idea of Sabbath rest in the new covenant. And most specifically here in verse 8 of chapter 4 in Hebrews, it says, For if Joshua had given them rest, God would not have spoken of another rest, another uh, a day later on. Verse 9, So then there remains a Sabbath rest for the people of God. For whoever has entered God's rest has also rested from his works as God did from his. Now, he's, of course, alluding to Genesis where it says on the seventh day God rested. And this rest is specifically from our works. And this is a reminder of the gospel that in Christ, we are not working for our salvation. We do not have to toil and strive for our salvation. Instead, our salvation and our relationship with God, our justification and our regeneration, and our being uh, made at peace with God is something that God has done in Christ, and it is no longer something that we have to work for. Remember, uh, Ephesians 2 says um, that salvation is by grace through faith that is not of works, least any man should boast. And, and Paul actually also lays this out in Hebrews 4, talking about resting from our works. And so that's the one aspect, is the aspect of rest and that's resting in the grace of God, uh, resting in the security that we have in Christ. And that this rest is an eternal rest. It is something that we can, we will live in for all of eternity, basking in the grace and the magnificence and the glory of God, knowing that we in Christ are no longer enemies of God and we no longer have a problem of sin. Instead, we are um, forgiven of our sin and declared right and given Jesus's righteousness because of Jesus's work on the cross. And so we can rest in Jesus's work and, uh, and just and, 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 and be amazed by God's grace in that uh, in the gospel. 
But then he goes on, and this is a key. So remember, we have rest in the grace of God that we do not have to toil in works to work for our salvation. But then in verse 11 of chapter Hebrews, or Hebrews verse chapter 4, it says, Let us therefore strive to enter that rest so that no one may fail, fail, fall by some sort of disobedience. And then he goes into, for the word of God is living and active. So recognize that this is a measure of God's grace, that just like I was talking about fasting, and, and we talk about spiritual disciplines, and Paul even says in, in Philippians 2, he says, work out your salvation. So the idea of this rest is not that we are to rest and then continue to sin, or rest and not do works at all. Instead, it is the fact that we are able to rest. Notice that he says, let us therefore, remember that therefore is because of this, then that. And it's the because we can rest in God's Sabbath, in the internal Sabbath of, of God's grace uh, that we find in Christ, we can then work, but we work and we strive to enter that rest out of a position of victory and confidence, not out of a position of worry or fear, like every single other religion. Remember, Every other religion on the face of the planet uh, puts the burden of responsibility of salvation on the, the person, that each person has to work for them to be made right before God. As Christians, we are able to rest in Christ, in, in Christ's work, by faith in his death, burial, and resurrection. But then we live and we do work, but we work out of that rest and out of the grace of God, motivated by what Christ has done in us and for us. And so thank you very much for listening to Simple Rhythms and we'll catch you next time.